0: This is the, the Smarts and Stripes podcast. podcast. We cover every bump, every spot, and chat with all the talent around the world of wrestling. Here's your host, Bill Matz, former WWE referee Kevin Keenan, and Eric Golden. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Smarts and Stripes. It's your Tuesday Raw review with Turtle and me, Bill Matz. And here we are. Uh, the superstar shakeup is over or still going or. I don't know. Anything could happen I'm not on sure Monday Night Raw. Sure. That's kind of the problem. They, uh, it, it's such. Um, it, we'll get into it, and we're, we're just going to get right into uh, mon- last night's Monday Night Raw and our reaction to it. And before we get into the the nitpicky being a smart, because it's very obvious they ra- they write this stuff twenty minutes before it happens. And I thought it was even as they go. I, it, it, some of the stuff that happened in the opening segment, we'll get. But Ooh. give me one thing you really liked about last night's show. AJ Styles. Okay. I mean, it's Uh,
1: obvious. It's simple. It's easy. It's... He's their their premier athlete now.
0: Yeah, he's. I'm glad that right away they're going. Yup, he's still the franchise guy. Even though SmackDown, that's like it's always kind of been like the intercontinental title. Yep, this is the wrestlers show, and we're gonna let Kurt Angle and Eddie Guerrero be champion over here. But yeah, Triple H is still never gonna lose. Like you know, but they I'm still got
1: their Raw in because yeah. they still force fed Baron Corbin oh, to course. us over and over and over and over again. And listen, I get that. What's it called? Drew McIntyre is going to be in the ladder match, and they want him coming out as a star, and he's probably going to win, and blah, 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 and... Even though AJ is going to lose at Money in the Bank, it's kind of predetermined already because they want Seth to go for a while with this title. You would
0: think after beating Brock, th- and that's kind of... So that's where I want to start. Is, uh, It'll at least be a good match. Yeah, the the one thing format. I really liked, and it gets it's, it's about styles, but it's really about the format of the show. They did something very simple that they sometimes try to do and get lost in, and sometimes every segment is completely disorganized as, and has nothing to do with the one before it. But last night, They start with the first segment, okay, this is what the show's going to be about. It's going to be these two triple threat matches, and then we're going to have a main event to determine the number one contender. And we work there all night. We get the first one, a little while later we get the second one, and that gets us to the main event, and then finally we have our number one contender. It was just a well-told story. So I don't need you to
1: reinvent the wheel, just give me a thread
0: to watch for three hours. Exactly. Let
1: me ask you this. Did, Did it... It sort of weirded me out. So they come on the air, and they say... Three, two triple threat matches, and then a championship number one contender match at the end. And I go, well, wait a second, then what was the point of? bring every single contender <laughs> out to put in that match. My favorite part was... Or was it just for
0: TV and like, it, like the stadium, I you know? They wanted to tell the TV audience because the show starts with Michael Cole immediately saying, hey, this is what we're doing right. tonight. We're going to have the two triple threat matches and that's going to lead to the main event to name the number one contender. And then Hunter and, Ste- Hunter and Seth come out to start the show and Rollins immediately goes, oh, let me guess... I'm gonna be fighting Brock Lesnar again because Paul Heyman's. Ca- I'm like, yo, I see you guys all the time, oddly watching from the side, the monitors. I know they're back there, so like, you didn't see
1: the opening segment where they said this is what's gonna happen. And that, that's what makes you think maybe it was just for TV. Yeah, and yeah. They did something else in stadium while they were doing those weird little, mm-hmm. hey, here's what's coming up type of things. I don't know. It was weird. I but just you're like right. do. Uh, it was a well-told story to get to. Well, it.
0: Yeah, let Hunter and Seth <laughs> set the whole thing up. I don't need Michael Cole to tell me. Yeah. I just say, "Hey, we're here on Monday Night Raw. Hit the King of Kings. Boom, we're there." Like I, I just, I. It, I was like I'm with w- you. It was, one it was of those weird, little, but one of those little nitpicky things. But then we get into it, and we start off with AJ versus Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. I like that right away. Boom, three SmackDown guys like it's, and I it it's brand new.
1: Exactly, that's the key word, fresh and brand new and different. Listen, we get a lot of six-woman tag matches and eight-man tag matches. We get the same format of matches over and over again. I get you need to build a story and build a rivalry and all that kind of stuff, but if I, again, we talked in previous episodes, if I saw one more Drew McIntyre, Bobby Lashley, Baron oh Corbin six-man tag team match, I was going to rip what's left of my hair out. It, I would literally rather insane. listen
0: to, like... Elias's entire album. Yeah. The, uh, but I got it gotta, it's brutal. Rey Mysterio. I know he had the little ankle injury that left his match at WrestleMania to be like a minute long.
1: But my god, this guy can still go. Every time <sighs> He looks better than he did his first Oh by run. far. Every time he takes that little since he's a, a smaller person, obviously shorter than a lot of people there, he takes that little Baseball slide bump to land on his stomach. I cringe. I don't don't know know how how the air gets knocked out of him.
0: I don't know how. Yeah, break break (coughs) all of his ribs. Knock out all of his that. It's a tough bump. Uh, That was a good match. I really enjoyed it. I love seeing the styles clash because he does love the styles all the
1: time. Lift up power bomb on Samoa Joe, yeah. then the Styles Clash on Samoa Joe, and then essentially tossing Ray away like he's a, a chair or <laughs> a foreign object. He, he used and then him as a weapon. Samoa Joe that was was thing. fantastic. It yeah,
0: because as soon as he hits it, I'm like, all right, he's gonna pin Ray though, because I'm just Ray's the veteran. He'll take the he loss. Joe is the U.S. champ. You probably don't want him to lose. No, just goes just throws throws Ray away. and I'm Samoa done with your Joe. chair. That it was absolutely hilarious, and then we. Have Corbin Drew and The Miz in a triple threat match. I. Miz as like this hero babyface who can fight two guys at once. I love The Miz. I am a huge Miz fan.
1: 100%.
0: I just don't. uh, It's fun, but I just don't know where it's going. Like, how far can Miz take being like a good guy?
1: It's similar to the, the Kevin Owens thing. It's. We're so used to seeing both of them as obnoxious, jerk heel guys Mm -hmm. that we don't see the other side. And like I thought that the pancake thing with Kevin Owens was great. I'm sure they'll do a little more of a spoof with it tonight or something of that effect. And I don't mind Hero Miz because it played so well off of jackass Shane. Yeah, yeah. And if he's able to be put against the Drew McIntyres, the Baron Corbin, I guess as much as I don't want to see him again, all those kind of guys, I'm fine with it. But the second it gets too cheesy, which it hasn't yet it will very much have passed its prime and you need to flip him back.
0: That's, I guess, the difference in my mind. Kevin Owens, we've always been, he's always been, like, displayed. He's always been shown as a guy who will beat you up. Like, he came in and beat John Cena, you know. The Miz doesn't win without heel tactics, without doing, like... I, like, heal stuff. So now, oh, yes, I'm just going to hit the face-crushing finale and beat people. We'll see. I just, at the main event level, I don't know how far he
1: can take that. (laughs) I'm a fan of his just Uh, on the mic anyway, so anytime he gets more TV time, it it works for me. At the end of the day, I like the Miz, so I'm
0: glad it's happening. Absolutely. I'm just like, oh, this isn't like, I don't know, man. It, like, what if Ryan Howard was hitting leadoff?
1: I'm like, is this how you want it, though? Maybe maybe that's what you need. Maybe yeah. you need that random change to kind of slap everybody in the face and go, these guys do have a personality. They do have a a, a flip side to them, like... Kevin Owens isn't fight Owens fight at home. Like, yeah, I'm sure yeah. he's a fun, loving, joking kind of dad. Like, it is what it is. I, I like seeing the other side.
0: And I'll t- speaking of personalities and characters, uh, Baron Corbin can just, the way he's been presented recently has just been a slog. It, may, uh, it makes me want to bang my head against the wall. But he is such a heel. And oh, yeah. I really enjoyed uh, McIntyre hitting the kick and... Corbin just pushing him out of the ring and grabbing the pin, perfect
1: way for him to win that, and a perfect way to put McIntyre. Yeah, McIntyre and doesn't Miz lose in yeah. the, the ladder match; yep. it's fine, it, it worked. But I'm just kind of done with Corbin. Yep. It's the same thing as you said, slogging over and over and over. Like just go I away. I think
0: to his credit, he put on a pretty decent show with AJ in the main sure. event. But of course, it's AJ Styles. It's like, oh yes, Psycho Sid. He had a good match with Shawn Michaels once. Yep. Like yeah, he did. It's absolutely great. But so uh, I. Uh, I'm happy. I really thought there was some sort of swerve coming to steal it from Styles just because, like you said, it's kind of obvious where things are heading. Yeah. In terms, like, Seth's going to hold it for a while. Has to. We have AJ and Seth, who are both baby faces at this point. Unless something really dramatic happens in the next few weeks this is a one-off. It's going to be an yeah. awesome match and I'm looking forward but to it. But it's an absolutely one-off. But this is a thing to me that should go till SummerSlam. Like, they, yeah. like build it. Like, uh, But that would mean you'd have to like develop their characters. AJ would have to be a heel. or what I this. didn't mind
1: heel AJ when he was on oh, SmackDown either.
0: I have no problem with heel AJ or heel Seth. The, the, I have the beat no up John Cena
1: with... thing was hilarious to me.
0: Yeah, no, that was a lot of... Uh, bring back the club. Bring yeah. back yeah. and Anderson. No, line them together. That was I'm the fine first, with it. That was the first thing I was going to ask you about is like, can you see... This if Drew somehow he, I'm gonna guess Drew's gonna
1: win the That's uh, my money guess, in the at bank. least as of this moment. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: like maybe he gets it that night, like cashes in right away. I That'd don't be know. the
1: only way Seth doesn't hold this but, till Summerslam. Yeah,
0: that's league. I just I'm trying to think of a way to get Seth and Styles to be like a three month program, and I like I, I don't know I just can't. I don't know that
1: they think that far ahead. So that's, that's kind of the problem. Yeah, that is it is oh good match. It, Let's just do it right now.
0: And I have you know as. As much as I love AJ Styles, I don't know what kind of time he has left. Like as a guy with a big family, he wants to he's been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. He had back when he signed his contract to come to WWE, it was like, "We'll see how long his back holds up." And to his credit, I mean, he's been he if you watch that WWE 365 special they did on him, he was rest he was holding the title with a torn hamstring and going out and working all the house shows. And he
1: was just injured again yeah. and There was rumor, like if you believe the dirt sheet, there was rumor as well. Maybe he won't sign. Maybe he'll go to AEW. Like,
0: that would be asinine for him at this point, of
1: course. But (laughs) AEW, we've, I don't know, we'll get to that later at some point. It, your time is limited for him just because of the big family. He's made it very, very clear. This is not going to be my entire life. I'm not not doing this until I'm
0: 50. He doesn't want to be Ric Flair. And he's older than you think. Like, I know the dude's out there doing 450s, but he's in his mid 40s. (laughs) Like, he's, I
1: looked up Ray's age last night too, and it was the same thing. I was like, Holy crap! This guy's yeah. been around a while.
0: Yeah, he's, that's I'm sitting there watching something the other night, and it's like a guy from the '70s on. Like it was like when they tried to bring back the NWA with Jim Cornette, and it just looked ridiculous. Yeah, I'm like these guys, they look oh, like and it's yeah, these guys are easily. AJ Styles' age and it's just so different.
1: Like looking at the perception here. Awesome of, that he's taking care of his body yeah. so well to keep doing this. Like I'm, I'm 33. I'm kind of a chunky dude. <laughs> I can't ever dream to be doing a 450. He's 40 something and in the best shape of my life. Yeah, that's and it's
0: uh, yeah, Styles is the man. I, I want to see this be awesome and Money in the Bank at this point kind of took over for King of the Ring. It's I consider Money in the Bank one of the five majors. Yeah, I'm all I there. don't I don't think of it as like one of the lower tier lower tier um pay-per-views. I think it's up there with SummerSlam, Survivor Series, all them.
1: The problem with with it though is and I love it. I enjoy the ladder matches, the the big spots and I'm sure maybe a Kofi or somebody with that type of athleticism will be in it to do the the huge 7000 spin flip off the top of the 20 foot ladder like we're going to get all that, but it, it becomes very predictable, I think. I love watching it. I'm going to watch it. I'm, we're going to talk about it. We talked on the Mailbag Show,
0: my favorite type of gimmick match, just give me a ladder. I think it has become, because it was so special, like I talked about how my favorite match of all time, the Rock Triple H SummerSlam 98 ladder match, that's the third ladder match I'd ever seen, and there hadn't been one on TV in three years, it was SummerSlam 95 the last time they did one, now you're guaranteed three a year, there's going to be a TLC match, there's going to be two Money in the Bank matches, plus whatever else they come up with throughout the year, there's just so much, everything, it's just overexposed and it does become, like, oh, yeah, well, well it's just big out, spots for big spots. And we just,
1: just pretty much decided that Drew McIntyre is going to win this match. Yeah. But we're still four weeks away. So yeah. we have all this lead-up to know that, oh, he's probably going to win because they want him to be pushed as the next big star.
0: But I am looking forward to seeing, like, the... It does now look like there is a next wave coming. Like there Absolutely. are, they are making an effort to push these next couple of guys. But someone who's been around for a while, this is what I'm going to get to next. The turtle asked me about this as soon as I as soon as I came in before we're recording. He just goes, <sighs> "What the hell is with Bray Wyatt being Pee Wee Herman?" <laughs> I, I- <laughs> I was just glad someone else saw it.
1: I'm really happy it didn't just happen on my television and no one else. It, is. He's now a combo of Mr. Rogers and Pee-Wee Herman. Oh, oh and my I God. don't understand. Like, I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the creepiest thing I've ever seen in my life. But him, like, taking I don't know, like, here's my cardboard cut it off my alter ego. Like, is it Demon King-esque? Like, when you push him too far, he becomes the butcher, or whatever he yeah. wore with that thing. Yeah, I'm looking forward. Like, again, it's just one of those.
0: I'll never say something's bad until I see where it's going next. And with WWE, you have constant opportunity to make up for something that sucked. One segment later, you can fix
1: it. But, like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I, I don't know where it goes. Like, is he? So you had the buzzard, you had the creepy saw doll. I get it. I thought Bray Wyatt's back. He's very demon. Yeah, we talked about whatever. the buzzard being like a Mr. Socko who tells him what to do. And maybe that's actually what's <laughs> yeah, going to maybe happen. Maybe that could still be what happened. Like he just comes around with this thing on his shoulder, just looking back and forth, <sighs> like, what do I do here? Oh, okay, Mr. whatever yeah, the hell he calls Mr. his buzzard.
0: Al Snow's head, whatever. Like,
1: <laughs> it, it boggles my mind. Like he's going to come out in like, the, the sweater and. Khaki pants now? Is oh that, my yeah, him and him and Corbin can be a well-dressed tag I, team. I I I listen, I'm all for it. I think it's hilarious, <laughs> but I, I sort of fell asleep towards that segment just because I fell asleep, I don't know. And then I woke up when he was talking about yeah, welcome to Firefly Playhouse. I'm like, what the frig is going on I was, here?
0: I, I think there's a chance it could be great. There's and a was, real chance they just after two weeks go screw this and forget all about it.
1: And it was such the opposite of The lead-in with the buzzer. It was such the opposite of the lead-in with the saw doll. It's creepy, creepy. Hey, kids, how you doing? The one thing I took away from watching the segment,
0: though, like, thinking back to what Bray Wyatt was and now looking at what he's doing... was like god damn this dude can act but he really can (laughs) this guy should absolutely if i was like the usa network when he's off television because they just make him go away all the time like yo you want to be on monk or whatever (laughs) like whatever the hell they're doing he did a great job of being this weird creepy mofo there's another psych movie coming up soon uh bray wyatt we're gonna give you a call But they they change things constantly. Yeah, I, I was just absolutely freaking blown away by what I saw out of that segment because it was uh, I I'll, I'll give them credit for like creepy like like you said the vignettes leading into it were all just like doll rocking a chair bird out of box and then all of a sudden Pee-wee's hey playoffs. kids like, Pee Wee's freaking oh playoff that was absolutely freaking insane <sighs> uh I we'll see sure we'll t- I guarantee you. Every time he has a segment, we'll talk about it on this show. One hundred percent of the time. All right, we got to just talk about the superstar shakeup in general now. Is because it, are we sure it's over? I, f- <laughs> I don't know. So WWE and I, I'm, WWE just randomly made a bunch of additional shakeup moves yesterday. Yeah, um, and didn't really even tell they, anybody and until, until. And that's the thing—they didn't tell anyone. Samoa Joe, U.S. Champ, just shows up. Um, Which
1: we did talk about in the prior episode. Yeah. We figured championship for championship. So I'll even give them that. I heard he was sick, and I'll give them that one.
0: All you need is two sentences, of Michael Cole. We've we made a trade. Uh, you know, we sent Zelina and Andrade back to SmackDown so we could have you know the w, uh, US champ because we lost the IC champ. It's the simplest damn thing in the world to ever explain. But they don't want to do that. But we also get Cesaro. Uh, so the bar is broken up, I yeah, guess. No more bar. Had
1: no idea. Back to Cesaro, the cyborg, James Bond guy. Yeah, I guess. we'll see.
0: We'll see. Uh, nice win over Cedric Alexander. I like fine. both of those guys. It's a good opponent for uh it's an Cesaro wrestling match. Yeah, I guess. Cesaro gets to toss around a smaller guy. That's always fun. Uh, yeah, Andrade and Zelina Vega. And now, of course, Aleister Black, who is, I believe, married to Zelina Vega. Uh, so this came, again, we don't know if these on dirt as are well. true, yeah. but
1: this came about, evidently, Charlotte is dating Andrade. Oh. And it, she wasn't too happy with them moving him to Raw, and okay. they would never get to see okay. each other, and I guess, I don't know that she threw a Sasha Banks hissy fit, <laughs> if you believe the dirt we'll
0: sheets. We'll see if she's on TV tonight.
1: But... I, I, I don't know. It, it's fine, I guess. I was looking forward to seeing Andrade versus some new opponents, but I guess you can get that the opposite way with yeah. Finn Balor and, and all again, that kind of stuff. super easy to explain.
0: Andrade beats Finn Balor on Raw. Finn Balor goes to SmackDown. Zelina goes, we want to beat Finn for the IC champ, let us go. Like, there's so many ways to freaking make things work, and they're just like, nah. We're just going to do it because we feel like it. Yeah, and speaking of feeling like it, the Viking experience is over. <laughs> it lasted a week. Uh, they're now the Viking Raiders, and again, they're just pretending. Like they called them the Viking Raiders I, last.
1: Don't week. even say anything. They de-
0: just let's let's just pretend it never happened.
1: I would love one day for them to come out and go. You know what? This sucked. We're sorry. Yeah. Change. Yeah, we're just not going to be that. Like <laughs> literally
0: anything. W- and I just. Like, I think to all the criticism that a guy like Vince Russo gets, because they'd be like, well, that's, you know, a disqualification, or this, you know, this title wouldn't change hands, and he's like, it doesn't matter, bro, no one cares. Yeah. And straight up, I think Vince McMahon really does think no
1: one cares. No one cares, bro. No one's going to notice that we changed the horrible, horrible name to essentially what the name should have been, or one of the two if they were able to get... Whatever rights from the Vikings or the Raiders, and I but just, now they go on the Viking Raiders. It doesn't freaking matter.
0: Raiders. I just um, I, I love a television show, any sort of television show, or like uh, like How I Met Your Mother or Kevin Smith movies, where they like reward you for paying attention. Like they call back to old stuff. And you're like, oh, I get that reference, and they bring something back. And yep. you go like, and at this point, the WWE has nothing but like. People who pay attention to this stuff. Oh, we, like,
1: this is now 50% of your audience is people like We've us. created a podcast on that stuff. Yeah. We are going to pay attention, WWE. And it's
0: this is half your audience now. It's not your niche audience. It's not just the... Like, the internet's not some fad that you have to book around. Like, this is a large percentage of your audience. And you're just like, yeah... We don't care. Last week you watched that whole show, it doesn't matter. This show now. Like you just tell me I like you make it 3 hours and I pay attention for it. Don't tell me it didn't matter, or it didn't happen. I, I that blows my I just it really pisses me off. But at least they did explain. Bobby Rood is now Robert Rood. <laughs> he explained. He has a mustache. That's he's that's an interesting character, character now, man. Like I like I want Robert Rude to work, and like you know the fans loved the glorious thing. Yeah, and then what happened? It never became anything more than that, and they never
1: allowed it to. Yeah, that's, no, that's it's, I'm problem. not blaming Rude for this, yeah.
0: but it's just wh- okay. Now he's a you're telling me he's a bad guy and he's got a mustache. Okay, <laughs> where what next? <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, does somebody shave it do we have a mustache versus hair match like, it, the, and i get they have things to do i understand that they have to kind of keep moving with the storylines and you can't have everybody gray and all that kind of stuff going but like come on <sighs> like just give me more than robert rude standing in the back on excuse me i'm now robert rude now yeah like I'm classy and glorious. Like, I, I,
0: I really appreciated, though, coming out of a commercial during Rude's match with Ricochet. They just go... or Michael Cole actually calls him Bobby Rude. And uh, Graves immediately calls him out on it. Because <laughs> we just talked last week, I yeah. think, with Kevin about how they ingrain in people's minds. Like to, I remember when they first made the switch to WWE when they got the F out. And... I don't remember anyone ever saying F accidentally, like, on TV. And I was like, they just must drill it in people's heads so much. Like, WWE Universe, not the fans. Like, it's a championship, not a belt, pal. Like, I, I just, and then right away, Cole, the the veteran, Michael Cole, Bobby Roode, and Graves gets to go, what the hell you just call him? It's Robert now.
1: I love that dynamic. I think they're both hilarious, but it's it's I could do without Robert Roode or Bobby uh, Roode I,
0: I I like the guy, it's just I know it's not going
1: anywhere. Ravishing Rick
0: Root yeah, or whatever but, the
1: hell he's gonna be. Uh, if he would just say that just be like, guess what? I'm Rick Rude's son. Like, oh, all right. I'm interested. It'll be the same way we had. What's it called? Be Kurt Angle's son. Yeah, Jason. Jo-
0: How did they not get Jason Jordan on TV with Angle's family? Just as just a little bit of closure. Just a little bit of. What if you just sitting there at WrestleMania like behind him? It would have been freaking hilarious. He's a producer now, so it yeah, seems. Uh, so it doesn't matter much. I, it was. Uh, yeah, I know. I just. I feel bad for the guy. They put him in this crap angle.
1: (laughs) Well, It it should have been Chad Gable. (laughs) Duh. Too obvious. The legitimate Olympian, and no disrespect to Jason Jordan, but the legitimate Olympian should have been the Olympian's son. Yeah. Well, too obvious. Just too obvious. Some things I don't get with him. I really don't get sometimes. At least it wasn't like Hornswoggle. Yeah. At least least I enjoyed that more. (laughs) The anonymous for all GM that he was. That's good stuff.
0: Oh my god, WWE, that's what I look, when I'm like complaining about this, I look at that and go, alright, last night's episode was an A if we were grading on that curve, yeah, like it, absolutely, if it, it's based on my GPA, like yeah, it was an A. I, <laughs>
1: like, I, the show overall was fine, the matches were actually entertaining, it's just some of the stuff they do, it just makes no sense whatsoever. Like
0: speaking of making no sense, we get Alicia Fox on TV. Like, uh, I get it's just a setup for Becky to do something. Give Becky something to do so Lacey can come out at some point. Yeah. But, like, Alicia Fox, we're giving... We're we're rewarding Alicia Fox, who reportedly wrestled drunk a couple weeks ago. (laughs) We're rewarding her with television time? I mean... uh are there I agree. that few bad guys? Like, I guess you just need a heel who no one cares about, and it's like... Not even heel, you just need a girl that nobody cares someone, about. Yeah, just, it doesn't matter. And it's matter. sad,
1: because she's actually super talented.
0: Yeah, that's the, She's like a decent enough athlete. I just... Uh, I, I was like, what? Alicia Fox? I, it could have been even Dana Graves Brooke. was
1: like, what? It could have been Dana Brooke. It could have <laughs> been any one of the other girls they have back there. I mean, it's, it was such a throwaway segment. And yeah, just to At least out. it's entertaining enough to see Lacey come out and throw her punch and all that nonsense. Yeah, I want to see
0: I want to see how this goes with Lacey. I want to see how her fir- first match goes cuz as it's as it's set up now with money in the bank, we have two matches in it. Ed- there's going to be the men's and women's ladder matches, but we don't know any of the entrants yet. And we have Universal Title, Seth and AJ, okay, awesome. And we have Lacey and Becky for the
1: women's titles. If you bu- again, if you believe and I think we're supposed to find out this tonight on SmackDown, she might be pulling double duty at that pay-per-view. That could be interesting. That could be very Maybe interesting. A Becky Lacy, Becky Charlotte. Even though I'm over that anyway. Yeah, I need a little bit of a break. I love Becky and
0: Charlotte. I well, they're, need, they're coming
1: just, face to face tonight. Give
0: me give me a couple of days off of that. Just well, you will not get it in about five <laughs> hours because they're happening again. Oh, there's like two game sevens tonight. The Sixers are on SmackDown. What a night! Before we wrap up our Raw review, I just got to get. I, like I'm trying to. Real I'm trying to like this broadcast team of Cole Graves and Renee because it's three people I like their work individually. But, but man, they, well, first of all, Renee doesn't say anything that isn't clearly being fed to her. Like she is spouting lines, and that's and that's not her fault. Again, I'm not criticizing Renee. Right. Uh, no one is good on the play by play booth right away. No one is good doing live play by play or color better
1: to start when she was just talking yeah just giving her opinion but the second they took the mic from her a bit or whatever they did or said you got to be quiet here a little bit
0: she yeah, just, just like
1: cliche 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 cliche, cliche. she like, just
0: eh. pops in and then it's like she's gone for 5 minutes I just, th- I think raw broadcasts are like a runaway train at this point. I, I very much enjoy Graves. I get what he's trying to do. I think it's a little much sometimes. I think he's taken away from the show a little bit sometimes. Fair. I, and I'm a big fan of his. Like I think the guy is good. I just wish he would rein it in a little. And I like Michael Cole. I respect the hell out of him just because having seen how many people have been in and out of that position and how hard it must be. He, like, just dealing with Vince, regardless of his talent level, just dealing with Vince, I respect him mm-hmm. for it. I just think Raw broadcasts are a freaking runaway train at this point. Yeah,
1: well, I mean, Renee is the, the quote-unquote third man, so you shouldn't hear her as much, and I get that. And It's what we, not particularly purposefully, but it's what we try and do with our podcast yeah. what big shows here do and things like that. We don't want everybody to dominate because then it's just a bunch of people screaming at each other. But you're right, it's such a... Cole, Graves, Cole, Graves, Cole, Graves. Oh, hi, Renee. Yeah. I'll see you in 20 minutes.
0: And it's, uh, I almost, if she was away from the table doing like a sideline reporter or like the between the glass that the NHL does, mm-hmm. like, cause that's how you utilize a third person. Three person booths to me are just, Never
1: it's just too much. Well, SmackDown has the, the same issue. It's just yeah. a lot. It's just. Like I don't need three people telling me. You give me the main guy and give me the former wrestler. That's all I need.
0: And that's the other part about Renee is that she's in that color commentary role. It's like okay, but what? What are you? What kind of color are you really bringing? Like Graves. And not everyone knows him as a wrestler. It's not like he's Jerry Lawler or right, something. But, but you know he's a wrestler. And what Renee is just a backstage interviewer who is now on the table. I really
1: enjoyed Renee's just like feature pieces. She had a show. I think it was called Unfiltered on Some, the network. It was good, it was excellent. I it really was, enjoyed hearing the backstory. Yeah, about everybody like. That's the stuff she should be doing. And like, do color commentary too. That's perfectly well, fine.
0: Uh, I found out on her show that Kevin Owens, as a Canadian, doesn't like hockey or beer. And I was like, oh man, I don't know if I can like this guy anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no, he, but, it's yeah like cool to see
1: the people behind the stars. The, yeah, all that stuff. Let her do it a bunch of those shows and color. I, yeah,
0: I almost wonder if she'd be better in a play-by-play role. Like that's Possibly. what. Like as a, she's a professional broadcaster. Would she be better at play-by-play than color? But just something. Watching a lot of you. shows, I was just, Well, a you know. couple
1: times last night, Graves did go, so what do you think, Renee? Or yeah. Like, purposely trying to bring her back in, because it's been a good amount of time where she hasn't said a word.
0: Yeah, I, I just think there's a better way to go about whatever the hell they're doing with these broadcasts, but... If we're going to talk about better way to do things, there's probably a million for every single segment. So, and even for our show. Yeah, I'm sure there absolutely is for this show. Uh, just It's the WWE, so you always think you can do it better Absolutely. Than All right, guys, I think that's it for our Raw review this week. Thanks for hanging out. Hey, hit that subscribe
1: button. Uh, it's real important. Do it. Just we only have subscribe. one review right now, by the way, and it's from my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm <laughs> so going to dime her out. Give
0: us, give us those reviews, man. It's it's really it really helps us out a lot. Give us reviews. Hit those, hit that subscribe button. It's big for us. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. For turtle, I'm Bill. Have a great week, everybody.